So if you realize that waking up is worth more than a million dollars cash, why do you get so damn excited over a million dollars, but you won't get excited when you wake up in the morning? I would rather wake up than get any amount of money. Believe it or not, I just kept thinking that I was 90 days away from being a millionaire. We don't think we deserve any more than we have, which is why we never get any more than we got. You're never going to outperform your own self-image. So, mm-hmm. so the, the healthier you are, the more money it costs. But what's coincidental, the more healthy you are, sound, mind, body, and spirit, the more money you make. So the more money you make, the healthier you can get, which is funny because relationships, if you think about it, is where all dollars come from. Every dollar you've ever received is from some sort of relationship. That's a fact. You want more money? Make more relationships. When you first got your big chunk of, like when you realize you're successful or in that first few years, you, you, the, the money's coming in. Did it change you at all? Did it affect you in any I think way? it amplified me. In other words, I think money doesn't change people. It amplifies people. Because I realize helping others is how you get the help you want. The, the, the way to get rich in this world is to solve problems for other people. Because if you want to increase your net worth, you have to increase your self-worth. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did dope stuff today. I flew out to a beautiful Las Vegas to uh, interview a man that is absolutely crushing it. Uh, Mr. Bradley, how are you? Very good, my friend. Thank you for having me. Man, this is, this is really an honor uh, because I desire to uh, build a business the size of the business that you built. And I think one of the best reasons I started a podcast is because I, I get free coaching sessions. Well, that's a damn good one. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one of the reasons I did mine. Really? Yeah. My main, my main function in life is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. So I have so many people coming in and out of this building, filming content. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm wasting time since they're here. Anyway, I might as well throw in a couple of microphones and, you know, drop some bombs while they're here. Yeah. And that's, that's how it started was literally to get the knowledge out. But the second thing was I get to pick all their brains, mm-hmm. right? Sit there and ask them whatever I want. So who would be your guest? So for me, you're my, I need to pick your brain. But like, who is it for you that you're gathering information from? Well, I mean, believe it or not, all of them. I learn from everyone, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, like when people say, who are your mentors? Who are your mentors? You know, everybody. I, I learn from my kids. I yeah. learn from little ones, old ones, young ones. I, I, I try to learn from everybody. Yeah. You built a really, really successful business. Multiple, but thank you. Multiple successful businesses. So I know Lightstream, actually, uh, one of my partners was, uh, one of my mentors, he was on your platform. I heard about it years ago, Eric Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's on the Lightstream platform. I believe that was the Lightstream platform. And I was like, man, it's pretty cool what they do. Um, so it's light speed, just so everybody light speed, knows. Yeah, light, light speed, speed. Yeah, not light speed. Yeah, not light stream. So can you tell us about light speed? Lightspeed VT, by the way, if you're, if you're going to look it up, Lightspeed VT for virtual training. Mm-hmm. It's just a technology that I invented um, in 1999 to allow me to train people better. Mm-hmm. And then I started, because I was going to go be the trainer. Mm-hmm. But then I started running into people that liked other trainers and other subject matter experts. Mm-hmm. And so I said, man, maybe I just 
close them on using my software because <laughs> they, they were doing it the old fashioned way too. Right. So I just started closing the people that teach you to close. Yeah. You know, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, John Maxwell. I started getting all the big name, you know, motivational and self-help guru type Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tom Stuker. There was a million of them. Grant Cardone. It just goes on and on and on. So I just started closing all those guys on using my software to train people and to teach people what they were teaching. So rather than be the trainer, I decided to collaborate with the trainers. And that's kind of what blew it up. You started in 99. That's right. You've been getting money for a long time, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it took eight years to start getting any money. By right. Then. So I didn't really start getting money till maybe 2006 or seven. So take me back. We know you're like super successful. Take me back to like when you first realized you wanted to be successful because the environment that I come from, not everybody knows they want to be successful. They know what they, what they see. And maybe I could do that. I just wanted to play basketball. I had a life-size poster, of Allen Iverson on my wall. I'm like, I'm going to do that. There was some drug dealers in my uh, neighborhood. I said, well, that would be successful. I want to do that. Right. But then it wasn't until I, I, I got into a network marketing company. I was like, Oh my gosh, I see these people being successful. They don't sell drugs or play ball. I want to do that. I want to get into business. Which one was that? Say it again. Which one was that? Prepaid legal. Oh. Prepaid legal services. Indeed. Mr. Harlan Stone side. Yes. Yes. And they start introducing me all these concepts, like reading books, uh, reading 10 pages a day, contacting two people. That's called self-development. Self-development. A hundred percent. So how far back can you remember where you said, this, this is what I This is my journey in life business. You know, I think everyone wants to be successful. Don't you? Like, I don't know of anyone that says, I don't want to be successful in life. Well, I think, I think people don't know how to, mm-hmm. but I always wanted to be. Yeah. Always. Like we grew up on a, on a hill in a house surrounded by nice houses. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. You'd never see that anymore. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you wouldn't even see it if you went to my house because you know, my dad ended up becoming entrepreneurial, uh, during a spell and we built the house we lived in the little one into a nice big house to match the houses around us. Mm. So, so you won't even see it now, but it was then the, the house we lived in that we built, or I don't, I shouldn't say we, my mm. parents, the whole entire house became the sunken living room in the new house. Mm. So literally a house was built around the house. Really? Yeah. And the, and the, and the whole entire house became the sunken living room. What'd your parents do? My dad, uh, again, most of his life was mill worker, mm-hmm. but he got entrepreneurial for a little spell, owned mm-hmm. a pizza parlor and a tavern and a little newspaper, local town newspaper. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, lost it all, got, got sued, went broke, then went back to the mills, mm. you know, warehouser. But uh, blue collar mainly. Yeah. Um, my whole family's blue collar pretty much. Yeah. I was the only one that realized sales is where it's at. Really? Yeah, because I went and got a job, a real job, like they all told me to get. And it was like bullshit labor. And I said, man, this is stupid. I can't, <laughs> I'm not doing this shit. Right. <laughs> so I went and looked in the newspaper and saw a job for selling cars. Mm-hmm. So I went in, applied, you know, got the job, had to bullshit them a little. Yeah. But I got the job. And 
started making more money than anyone in my family. They gave me a car to drive for free. It's called a demo. Yeah. They'd give you a car to drive for free. Did you know that? I had no idea. They don't do it anymore. I bet. But, but, <laughs> but back in those days, they gave you a car to drive for free. Like a free car? Are you kidding me? Plus killer money. Like right. I was making eight to 12 grand a month, dude. How, how old were you? 18. 18. I mean, I started when I was 17. Told him yeah. I was 18. <laughs> and, you know, three days, about three weeks before I turned 18, um, I had already been working there a month or two. And the guy comes up and he says, you know, how old are you? Don't lie to me. I said, 17. He said, you, you put 18 on the uh, application. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, sir. He said, why'd you do that? I said, because you had to be 18 to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, then he said, when do you turn 18? I said, in a couple of weeks. He said, can you keep your mouth shut that long? Mm. I said, yeah. He said, quit telling everyone you're not 18. Go mm. sell some cars. And I he just it. literally told me to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And I thought, dude, this is a good business. I like this business. <laughs> so I started, you know, selling cars and learning sales and mastering sales. And then, you know, from there, I sold RVs and art and all kinds of crap. But sales is kind of what saved my life. Yeah. And I think it can save anyone's. Yeah. But people have to realize they're actually in sales. We're all in sales. You're in sales. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's in sales. The question is, is how good are you? And, and you realize that it's, it's like mixed martial arts. You, know? mm-hmm. you, you get a white belt to fight a black belt, you're probably going to see stupidity. Yeah. Because there's a there's a big difference. Yeah. So with sales is the same thing. Like you can learn sales just like a black belt can learn moves. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, it's easier to learn sales, but harder to still want to do it. And this is a challenge that I have. So you're doing it anyway. I am. Okay. This is where our coaching session is going to begin. So on, I have, I have an offer, right? And I could do a webinar or I'm on stage and I'm, All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I'm going to tell them the offer, right? So I'll, I'll give the offer, but from my perspective, the hard part is getting out of my head and I'm thinking that they're thinking that this guy's going to try to sell me on something. The whole time I'm trying to sell them on something. And that makes me get on the sale and then get off of it. So I think that maybe like the technical side of sales is, you know, okay, you do the feel, fell, fell, stuff can, like that. Can I ask you a question? Please. Number one, what, what is the offer supposed to do? Uh, transform their lives. Okay. So you're looking to help them. Yes. You're not looking to sell them. Correct. So why, why would you feel like they think I'm trying to sell them if you're trying to help them? Have you made it clear? Yes. Yes. And why would you assume they think that? Um, and, and not only that, who cares what they think? I care. That's the problem. That's why we're having this coaching session. I yeah, care. That's the problem. Why how do, do you, I, why how do do I care? not? Um, you care what they think? I do. Okay. Well, that's because, in my opinion, you don't value your own opinion as much as you should. I don't value my own opinion as much as I should. Yeah, because if you're, if you're worried more about their opinion than yours... Then, you're, then you must value theirs more than yours, no? That makes sense. That yeah, makes so sense. You, so you don't value your opinion enough. See, the reason why I don't care about your opinion is because I value my opinion. Now, again, if you're my lawyer and, and I'm hiring you for counsel, it, well, that's not the same thing. <laughs> but, but like if I said what I just said was valuable and you were trying to convince me it wasn't, I wouldn't listen to you just because you don't think it was because I know that it was. You see the difference? Yeah. So if everyone understood one thing, I think li their life would be better. So. Number one, you're, you're never going to make everyone happy. You realize that? I do. Okay. So if you're not going to make everyone happy, you have to choose, don't you, who you make happy. Mm. So now you have to literally choose who to make happy. And out of all the people in the world, 
in my opinion, you should just choose yourself. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's my opinion. Good. That's good. Yeah. Now again, I don't care about your right. opinion because mine is I need to be the one happy. You right. know, I want you to be happy, but if you're not happy, I can't necessarily help that. Yeah. Why? Because, dude, I can't make you happy. Only you can make you happy. See, I've discovered that. Yeah. So I'm happy. And that's why when you said, dude, how's it going? I said, freaking phenomenal. You said, what's phenomenal? Everything's phenomenal. Dude, I got up this morning, bro. Yeah. We're awake right now. We can talk. We can see. We can hear. We yeah. can walk. We're mobile. Like, dude, I can be broke and be happy. Mm-hmm. How did you develop that, though? Because not everybody super successful is happy. It's just gratitude. Yeah. Just like, for example, if I said, here, dude, thanks for coming out, bro. I'm going to hand you a million cash. Yeah. You'd leave here pumped up dude you'd be calling people dude this son of a <laughs> just gave me a mil i swear to god you'd be fired up for two weeks straight right yeah, for sure but if i said dude i'll give you a million but you can't wake up tomorrow this is your last day you'd say well obviously not yeah. think about it you wouldn't trade tomorrow you wouldn't trade the rest of your life for a million dollars or 10 or 100 yeah so if so if you realize that waking up is worth more than a million dollars cash, why you get so damn excited over a million dollars, but you won't get excited when you wake up in the morning? Mm, this is good, Brad. This is good. So if people just use that mental shift, which, which I discovered, people just use that mental shift in the mornings. I used to put a sign on my wall that says, congratulations, you get another day. Yeah. Then it said, bitch, but only because I'm funny. <laughs> I called myself a bitch. But I don't recommend you do that anymore. Like negative self-talk is, is, is destructive. So yeah. I, would, I wouldn't write anymore. I would just write, congratulations, you get another day. And that just got me to remember what it is I'm talking about. Yeah. I would rather wake up than get any amount of money. So as soon as you realize that in the morning, your, your, your mindset shifts from, you know, problems and challenges to, you know, opportunity and, and, and optimism. Yeah. Like, dude, the day is going to be great as soon as my eyes open yeah. like my eyes open i get another day Shit, dude i'm in a good mood right now like nothing can put me in a bad mood why because i get another one yeah. i get another day another chance another go round. now some people would wake up and they're thinking about their car payment that needs to be paid dude i'm thinking about thank god i'm alive to be able to make it yeah. and if you're getting kicked out of your house you're you know you're losing custody of your kid your wife just freaking blew the neighbor like whatever <laughs> the problem is okay would you rather be dead? No. Well, then be f thankful. Yeah. And I like to say, shut the f up. <laughs> I think it. That, by the way, I don't know if you if you have to bleep all this out, but if you do, all I'll, of it. All I'll, of I'll, it. I'll, I'll try to quit cussing. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Oh, <laughs> um, I think what you're saying is coming definitely from a a, a perspective of um, emotional maturity, right? But um, is there ever because I, I would imagine that you haven't always had this perspective, have you? Mm -mm. There's got to have been a time where like, you had to figure out a, a way to pull yourself out. Can you describe that moment? Well, you know, I wish there was this pivotal moment for myself, but there wasn't. I mean, there was a series of them. Yeah. But, but looking back, you can say, oh, I remember when this happened and I kind of started thinking about this. Like, for example, I was running a car dealership. I helped this dude make money. He was a really good dude. I wasn't necessarily a good dude. I wasn't a bad dude, but I wasn't a good dude. In other mm. words, I, I was selling you to get money. I was, I was trying to get paid. Mm. I was out for myself, period. So I helped this guy, and I watched a broke dude that was a good dude and a good family start making money, and he, 
became even a better dude and a better family. I watched his family, you know, brighten up and everything. And I thought, man, that feels good. I've got the ability to help people make money. So I'm going to go help people make money. Mm -hmm. I didn't think for one second I'd be a multimillionaire from it. I thought I'm going to go help people make money. See, I didn't Hmm. think about myself anymore. And, and, and technically that's when, you know, everything kind of changed, so to speak. Yeah. I started worrying about helping other people instead of myself. And that's when everything changed. You just wake up with that idea or no. I mean, I, I I helped this dude. Basically he was a porter at my dealership. Mm -hmm. Porter is the guy that freaking goes in the back, jumps the cars, washes the cars. Like he's the one doing all the work. Nobody wants to do. Yeah. Um, but this dude, he had a Spanish accent, you know, great family, nice dude, real good dude. Just wasn't making any money. I mean, they're making minimum wage back there and they're working harder than anybody. So I said, let me show you some, how to sell and close and make money. Yeah. And he didn't think he could, but I obviously I convinced him. I closed him mm-hmm. and then taught him how to close. And he became, I mean, he's still, I, I believe in the car business, but he went from making zero, basically minimum wage to 15 grand a month. Mm. And his wife came in perkier and his kids came in perkier and everybody was happy. And, you know, he just became this really vibrant family guy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, man, I've got the ability to help people make money. Look what it did for this guy. Yeah. Let me go help other people make money thinking, fil- you know, f- f- philanthropically, yeah. meaning I wanted to help other people. I, I assumed everyone was broken, yeah. you know, good dude like him, <laughs> even though, you know, I w- I'm, I'm sure I taught jerk offs too. But yeah. at the end of the day, I started teaching people how to sell clothes and persuade. And that's what led me to this company. Gotcha. Uh, which is a you know eight figure company i've got several now but um that led me to this company which kind of led to the rest of them and the, everything else this is your first i guess successful company yes. or so 99 you started you said about eight years later you started making some money yeah what was going on in that eight years believe it or not i i just kept thinking that i was 90 days away from being a millionaire <laughs> And and if you'd have asked me, I would have told you, dude, 90 days, oh, dude, it's going to be crazy. And then you came back 90 days from then and you said, what happened? Oh, dude, we're, I'm not yet, but I'm telling you 90 more days. Like I was always that far away. Yeah. Was it, was it positive affirmation or like you create, there's always like this moment where something's about to happen and I'm about to hit it. Every freaking 90 <laughs> days, I believe that I was 90 days away. I'm going to write a book one of these days that's called How Do You Get Anything You Want in 90 Days and Spell the Days with a Z. Why Z? Because you almost have to be in a daze. Mm. Like how you get anything you want in 90 days is very simple. You figure out what it is that you want, which is the hardest of them all. Yeah. You figure out what it is that you want. Okay. Then you figure out how to get it, which is not that difficult. People think that's the difficult part, right? I want a million dollars. Well, how do I get it? That's the hard part. That's not the hard part, folks. That's the easy part. The easy part is figuring out how to figure do it. Out how to do it. Yeah, like it's harder to figure out what you want than figure out how to get it or how to do it. Dude, here's how you figure out how to do it. You find somebody who's already done it and you see what they did and you copy what they did. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You emulate what they did. You see a big bodybuilder, go eat what they ate. Go go lift what they lifted. Go do what they did. And nine times out of 10, you're going to get what they got because like action causes like result. So doesn't matter who's doing it. You know, if you go do something and I'm like, dude, he did what I want to do. I'd say, what'd you do? Or I'd read your book or, you know, take your courses or whatever. And I would do it. Now, some people say, oh, what if the guy's a scam? He didn't really do it. Well, I can't help you there. I said, you got to find someone who actually did it. <laughs> right, right. But that's how easy it is to figure out how to do what you want to do. Find someone who's already done it. But the and, then, and then the third one is do the work where right. mo- most people crash. So how do you get anything you want in 90 days? You figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. You put your damn head down and you bust your ass moving towards it yeah. for 90 days and 90 days later you look up and if you're not where you wanted to be look your head down again put your head down again work for another 90 days and look up and if you're not where you want to be put your head down and work for another 90 days and look up and if you're not where you want to be put your head down mm, i like it and look, i like that. And work for another 90 days and then look up and keep repeating that until you get everything you want in 90 days. Yeah, as you're talking, I'm looking at my journey of like building what I built. And it was that. It's crazy. Like you're saying it. And I'm like, and I never put it in terms like that. But it's like, okay, we're always, this is, this is going to be the metric. I'm just going to work, work, work. You look up, say, are we there yet? Not there yet. And we just keep working. And what you said was um, the hardest part is figuring out what you want to do. I want to kind of like, drill into that because there are people that like you I'll say hey buy this course they're gonna buy it somebody else say hey buy this course they're gonna buy it why is it so hard to figure out what you want well because we're trying because we focus on other people and their opinions and their beliefs and their thoughts our parents you know our spouses Mm -hmm. we're always worried about what everybody else thinks you know what do you want I don't know you know you gotta think what do you want yeah, I've had to think about it a lot. It's hard figuring out what you want, and then you change your mind. You know, I sometimes say, "Man, I want to be a buff," mm-hmm. then I start to get in better and better shape. And then I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to live like this, bro. I want to freaking be able to enjoy life a little bit, <laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then I'm like, "You know, I'm not never smoking cigars again. These are stupid. They're aging my skin. They make you stink. I'm never smoking them again." And then. You know, someone comes around who's cool to smoke cigars, wants to celebrate. It's like, dang, okay, so I will. So we vacillate. We go back and forth. To visualize exactly what you want is, is in my opinion, very difficult. Yeah. If you spend enough time, though, it is possible. So you have to spend 
time every day really thinking about it. And then again, if you're married or whatever, you have to ask who you're with, kind of what their thoughts are. Because dude, it could be very likely that you don't want what your girl wants. And if you find that out and you stay with that girl anyway, well, now you're just stupid. (laughs) So dude, there's some people that don't want to find that out. Yeah. Why? Well, because hey, someone else is going to be serving that up. You don't want that. You don't want that. (laughs) So what do you do? You stick your head in the sand and act like you don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know. I got time. People Mm -hmm. think they have time. Yeah. What advice do you give someone? Because I have have an audience of uh, entrepreneurs that are probably on the journey. They're, they're, um, They're trying to figure out maybe what they want. What advice do you give someone in that position on how to attack social media? Because they might think they want success or they want money, but I don't think that's what they want. They want to be able to make money in a way that makes them happy, right? Well, I mean, what I do doesn't always make me happy. I make money so I can, you know, have options. At the end of the day, a lot of people always think that you're going to get rich so you can do what you want. And a lot of the rich people I know, they do what they don't want, which is why they're rich. So they get Mm. that backwards. But you're doing what you want, though. Just not every day. Uh, Yeah, but I'm also not a billionaire yet. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think it's because I do what I want. But that's why I keep going back and forth. Like, do I really want to be a billionaire? Well, not if it means I have to be some robotic (laughs) <laughs> now my life's over and i'm a billionaire but i didn't enjoy it at yeah. all yeah i ate freaking basically shit food the whole time i worked out the whole time i worried about everybody else's opinion the whole time and then when i finally got there i'm like hey i'm here look i made it everyone and no one gives a shit. yeah now everybody hates you because you're a billionaire and you're like damn i thought everyone was gonna love me <laughs> i thought everyone was gonna care about me so you basically spent your whole life worrying about everybody else's opinion yeah i don't do that Mm. Why? Well, because again, you can't make everyone happy, bro. So you might as well pick yeah. yourself. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm learning a lot right now. Uh, as you and not only that, dude, people will start to envy you. People will start to be like, "Damn, I want to be like him." Why? Well, because, dude, you're free. You freaking, you don't care so much anymore about people thinking you're something or whatever. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now you start to really start to focus and think, "What do I want?" And then pretty soon you start to. start attaining those things and then again other than the occasional going back and forth Mm because sometimes i'll think i want something and then after i'm heading that way it's like i don't know right (laughs) realistically that's just the voice talking yeah you have a boss voice and a big voice the navigator and the negotiator okay we listen to the negotiator all day long who's the negotiator talk to me the negotiator is the one that says dude you don't need to work out tonight dude you're looking good you're already freaking down 10 pounds besides that dude you just did four days in a row she ain't gonna be here all night dog just go out for a minute you can work out tomorrow (laughs) that negotiator is good though that's the dude we negotiate ourselves out everything we want yeah if you if you really because again first of all you got to take responsibility for whatever you're in yeah most people won't do that either. I have done that. Everything's my fault. Okay. So if you take responsibility and, and, and you really fully understand that everything is because of you, then now you can take ownership and then start making changes. Yeah. Who's the navigator? The navigator 
again, it's still you. It's just another voice. And the navigator is the one that wants you to do the right thing because we all know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. I, you can call it intuition. You can call it whatever. But if I said to you real quick, you know, what's better for you, uh, uh, a salad or a freaking you know, five guys and fries, you know, with a peanut butter milkshake. Salad, of course. Of course. So why are you eating a five guys and fries and a peanut butter milkshake? At the end of the day, it's because deep down, I think people subconsciously, which is below awareness, that's why they call it sub below mm. conscious aware subconsciously. We don't think we deserve any more than we have, which is why we never get any more than we got. You're never going to outperform your own self-image. I think, remember what we were talking about earlier, you said that people don't, um, don't, don't not want to be successful. Yeah, everyone wants to be. I don't know if that's entirely true, because from where I'm from, what's more important than being successful is being real. And being real. Who, or, who teaches that nonsense? And believe me, I'm the real Bradley. Yeah. My brands are all real. <laughs> so I would be like, yeah, yeah. But dude, what's real? You have to define that for me real quick. So um, from where I grew up, there's a loyalty, right? Where I remember going to get like my first job. Now, me and my friends, we play basketball. We hang out. We do absolutely nothing on the weekends and we uh-huh. just kick it, right? But if I want to go do something else... The environment says, oh, well, why aren't you hanging out with us? And me going to do something more uh, progressive with my life will sometimes play a factor on me because I know what people are going to think about me. So I don't necessarily want to be too far away from these people. Why? It's the environment I grew up in. Okay, so you made a choice. Yeah. Be happy with it. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. But I, not everybody wants to be successful for the fear Everybody of what wants to be successful. You think? I guarantee it, dude. They may not be telling you. Do you want to be successful? I want to be successful. Name yes. someone who doesn't. Um, me as a teenager. You didn't want to be successful. I didn't want to be successful. My ass, you didn't here's, want to be here's successful. Here's the thing. Because you wanted it, to be successful? I would, so I would want to, if I, if I, if I got too much separation from my friends, if I went and became successful, the people that I love wouldn't accept me. No, you just feared that that would happen. Yes. Yeah, so I would, didn't want to, I didn't want what I feared. Well, so again, I didn't want to be successful. You did though. You mm-hmm. just didn't want the consequence of being successful. Dude, everybody wants correct, to be successful. Correct, correct, yes. Who doesn't want to be successful? Show me the person that doesn't want to be successful. And after I talk. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back. And it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th. Two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal to them for a little while they'll admit they do want to be successful but they don't want to lose their mom they don't want to lose their friends they don't want to you know be laughed at and ridiculed and poked at so and mentally, we could believe these things. And mm. just because we believe them doesn't make them true, by the way. But you could have believed that if you succeed, dude, all your friends are gone. And so you said, no, I want to keep my friends. I'm loyal. I'm real. When in reality, that number one, wasn't even the truth. Number two, uh, it, 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 in my opinion, again, like money's not more important than relationships. Yeah. So like, don't get it twisted. Like I always tell people, look, here's how it goes. Number one, health. Why health? Because without the health, you'll give up all your money to get that back. Yeah. Trust me, you will. So you want health, number one. Number two, you want relationships. Why? Because if you knew you were going to die, you don't think about your businesses and your cars and your worldly possessions. You think about people. Yeah. Um, and then thirdly is money. Why? Well, because with money, you have every all the other things that you want, which is crazy because health takes money. So, mm-hmm. so the, the healthier you are, the more money it costs. But what's coincidental, the more healthy you are, sound, mind, body, and spirit, the more money you make. 
So the more money you make, the healthier you can get, which is funny because relationships, if you think about it, is where all dollars come from. Every dollar you've ever received is from some sort of relationship. That's a fact. So the richer you get, the more relationships, the easier they are. They, they, they come by the dozens when you're rich. Doors open, invites everywhere. You know, so, so the more relationships you have, the more money that comes. The more money that comes, the healthier you get. The healthier, I mean, these are options. You don't yeah. have to. But it's all cyclical. The, 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 yeah. the more money you get, the more relationships you get. The more relationships you get, the more money you get. If you want, if I always say, you know, you want more money, make more relationships. And then people look, oh, you don't know how to make a relationship? <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah. go out, introduce yourself. Well, I don't want people to think. See, now there we're we right go. back to the bullshit. <laughs> When you first got your first, like your first success, I'm talking about like after a few years, your business is successful. Dude, I'm still, I'm still sometimes saying, dude, you made it. Uh, I look at my bank account and I'm like, dude, I'm a multimillionaire. Like, isn't that weird to think? But it's true. <laughs> and then I don't, then I think, and that's just a bank account. One. Okay. I haven't even looked at the other ones. That doesn't include assets. Yeah. It doesn't include anything. So like I sit there and I go, dang, even still. Yeah. Why? Because I was told I was never going to make it. Now, if I cared about everybody else's opinion, mm-hmm. that would have stuck with me. Mm. When you first got your big chunk of, like when you realize you're successful or in that first few years, you, you, the, the money's coming in. Did it change you at all? Did I it affect it, you in any I way? think it amplified me. In other words, I think money doesn't change people. It amplifies people. So if you, if you're a dick with no money, you'll be a bigger dick with money. <laughs> right. And if you're a and if you're a dick with money, you're going to be a bigger dick broke. I got to bleep all this out. This is good. But did you I mean it, even like arrogance or the pride of life and none of that affected you? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Did you, well, were you married at the time? <laughs> I've been married the whole time. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Was that a part of success? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've been married a couple times. Been married a couple times. Yeah. Your fault or theirs? I got seven women. I got seven kids from four women. And I can explain. See, that sounds trashy, but, <laughs> but in reality, when I'm in high school, 17 years old, I have a high school sweetheart. Yeah. We decide we want to have sex once. Once is all it took. Bang. Wow. Kid, 17 years old. Decided better not do that again. Um, and by the way, one time we had sex and broke up. So, so it was oh, a wow. one time thing. And then uh, had a kid. And then I didn't do it again for another year and a half. Sex at all? No. I, I got a girl pregnant the first time I did it. Like, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> So I didn't do that again. Then the, then finally a year and a half later, I'm like, okay, well, let me try it. Yeah. And, uh, another one. Really? Second time. Second kid. Hump really? Twice, two kids, two women, two kids. Bang, bang. Now again, I asked someone, did you have sex in high school? They're like, yeah. Okay. So that, that's not trashy. That's just no, no, no. life. Right. I, I, you know, Hey, I, I didn't miss. Okay. <laughs> and then I got married right when I was 20. 
one, I believe, 21 or 22, I got married and had two kids. Mm-hmm. Well, there's four from yeah. three. Yeah. And then she wanted to be the boss, and I've already decided that that's me. <laughs> there, can't, there can't be more than one of them in my life. I'm that. So, so I said, listen, you got to either acquiesce and, and realize that I'm in charge mm. or we got to go. So she decided she wants to be in charge. I said, okay, no problem. Go be in charge of yourself. I'll be in charge of myself. <laughs> and then I met another girl, which I was never going to get married after that. Mm. And then I, and then I, well, I met a couple girls in between these girls too. Um, and one girl always helped you get over the next one or the last one, I should say, yeah. which was funny too. Cause my dad always told me when I was little, if the, if you ever, you know, talking about breaking up with a girl or, not getting the girl you want he said if you miss the eight o'clock bus don't worry the 815 is coming <laughs> i never forgot that but uh i met my current wife mm-hmm. and she was younger than i yeah by a smidge so she wanted kids didn't have any and i'm like you know okay cool i like kids <laughs> so i had three with her so now there's seven yeah with four right and now again if she ever changes her mind and decides she wants to be the boss which she may do who knows mm. you know there might be you know 10 with eight i don't know because <laughs> i'm not getting snipped that's for damn sure besides that god said go forth and multiply yeah. i'm just doing as instructed <laughs> What do you think it is that about you and relationships that you have to work on? Me and relationships? Yeah. My wife continues to remind me of what I need to work on, but I have my own realization sometimes. That not everybody, like I think everything is easy. And, and sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. <laughs> they don't want to be motivated. Well, I don't know, whatever. But like things aren't difficult. People make yeah. things difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I, I simplify things. And, and when it comes to, you know, nurturing or creating relationships, you have to sometimes, believe it or not, be like aware or cognizant that, you know, you're a unique individual. Mm-hmm. That you're a unique individual? Yeah, well, so are you. Almost... So uh, is is it the philosophy that if this doesn't work out, Dude, how everything's going to be okay? You, how many of you are in the world? One. That's pretty rare, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rare. Yeah, there's one of you yeah. in the whole entire world. But is the philosophy that if this doesn't work out, I'll be okay in the end. But that causes you not to fight if things aren't if what doesn't work out let's say for instance um one of my challenges is i'm like you i am everything's going to be okay at the end of the day i'm going to be happy and i had this conversation with my wife one time and it really rubbed it the wrong way because it may have i think in my words i may have made her feel disposable and it causes me not to fight yeah, that's exactly what you fight did. for it. You know what I mean? Well, you made her feel disposable. Yeah. You made her feel less than she likes to feel. Yeah. That she's worth. Because yeah. when you tell a girl, I don't need you, you know, how's that feel? I didn't say that. But that is what you said. I was like, at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. But dude, but let, can I ask you a question? Yeah. There's some women that would freaking be attracted to you because of that. Like, 
in my mind, like if you are more worried about like if, 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 if your girl does not understand that, that like you have ambition and you have drive and you're like, you know, like you have a purpose, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll stay with you very long anyway. Hmm. Like in other words, deep down, you need to have drive and ambition over your girl. Meaning, you know, your girl's not number one. Yeah. If you make your girl number one, I'll bet you sooner or later, she'll be someone else's. <laughs> but don't you think that if... And by, and by the way, keep in mind, I'm, I'm the same guy that says, you know, if your girl is outspending what you're earning, you need to make more money. Mm-hmm. People are like, what do you mean? If you have a good girl and she's outspending your income, you need to make more money. Okay. You need to man up, so to speak, and go make more money. It's not her fault because she can outspend your ass. It's your (laughs) fault. It's not, it's not her fault that she's outspending my earning potential. That's good. No, that's good. You, You need to go make more. But when it, so, but the, the, the reason I was saying that is, um, I should have a feeling of, man, if I do lose this person, everything's not going to be okay, which would make me fight for the relationship more, no? Again, you want my advice? <laughs> yes. Oh, my advice is you, you are in the mindset that you should be currently. Whoever cares the least has the upper hand. Mm. That's just the truth. And again, somebody, it's like, dude, that's the truth, man. <laughs> Truth's the truth. I'll say it even if even if no one else will. And yeah. and and the truth is, whoever cares the least has the upper hand. People are like, I don't like that. Well, whatever. Not just in business, huh? It's it's. I mean, it, not just in relationships. Well, I mean, well, I mean, again, like if you a negotiation technique is to care the least. Like if I could care less, we do business and we're negotiating. I'm gonna win. More likely, because I could yeah. care less. You, or I couldn't care less. Yeah. You, you really want this to happen. So who do you think is going to win? I'm going to mm. win because I care less. So I mean, negotiations is true, but more importantly, in relationships, it's true. It doesn't mean you can't have a healthy, respectful love for your spouse and live happily ever after. It just means that you need to, you need to know deep down that if something happens, yeah. the 8.30 bus is coming. <laughs> Okay, like I'm telling you, I've been heartbroken over some girls. Yeah. And I don't get heartbroken very easily. Okay, I was heartbroken over a few. And guess what? I'm so glad I'm not with those. (laughs) This first first one was like a high school sweetheart. Right. She'd be my age, dude. That's gross. She would be like we went. I went back to my family reunion. This one guy that got the girl that we all wanted. He's still with her. And dude, she's as old as we are. (laughs) (laughs) Be gross. (laughs) Well, yeah, like, come on, dude. You kidding me? And I'm not saying that, you know, 55 year old women are gross. I'm just saying if I had my choice of, of dating females, I'm going to date them a little bit younger than 55. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm with them all my life and they become 55, I'm going to love them just like anybody else. But if I were to be single right now, I'm not looking for 50. I'm not going to go onto Tinder or whatever the latest things are and type in my perfect woman, you know, 55, a little out of shape, you know, preferably a grandma. No, 
Oh my god! All right, let me let me let me let me. And get by the, the way, there are some fifty fives that I've seen that are like, damn. Oh yeah, but, for sure. And I date them. Why? Well, because they don't look fifty five. Yeah. But fifty five to me is like you know, if you're seventy five, you should be looking for a fifty five year old. <laughs> gotcha. But if you're fifty five, you should be looking for a thirty five year old. Question: I, I've, I've, I was. Uh... I'm sure when most people go, <laughs> your, your listeners aren't going to like me much, are they? Ah, <laughs> to go viral. It's all good. It sounds good. I like this. But I mean, yeah, I, you know what I, I hey, like I'm, about I'm you, social. Brad? I'm social proof. A hundred percent. I just like even um, the aura that you give. You are you, and you're happy to be you. You know what I mean? Hit the you bomb. See, I don't know where it's at. Where's the bomb? The one with the bomb on it. At the top right. We turned it down or you would have heard it. <laughs> um, and, and, and quite honestly, that's something that I'm still growing. I have a, I have a business and my business is doing well. Um, but this is, this is something I've struggled with for a long time. Is um, I'm more me now, but I do care what people think. But this conversation well, so is really helping me. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Dude, I mean, I, I listen. I care what people think. I want everyone to like me. I'm just okay if they don't. Why? Well, because I like myself. I think I like me too. I think you're starting to like you. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on what you're telling me. Yeah. Because if you truly liked you, you don't care so much about what other people think of you. It doesn't really bother you at all. Like, it doesn't bother me if someone doesn't like me. Why? Well, because I like me. This is helping me on so many levels, actually. It's, well, it's a free coaching session. It's awesome. And, and not only that, dude, listen, the reason I like me is because, and I'm worth liking. Uh, number one, I, I do nothing wrong. I'm like the best dude. It's a big statement. Well, I'm serious. Like I, my intentions are 100% pure. I'm not yeah. walking around trying to screw anyone, gotcha. do anything wrong, get over on somebody. Like I walk around with, kind generous intentions Mm. i'm here to help people i helped a lot of people and i help a lot of people and that's what i do all the time so i mean like i'm a good dude that's for real yeah people say well he's he's say he's just saying that dude i'm not saying i've been perfect my whole life i'm saying that every day i wake up my intentions are pure i'm looking to help people i'm not looking to close people i'm not looking to take money i'm not looking to you know compete yeah i'm looking to freaking collaborate i'm looking to help so because i know that about me your opinion of me doesn't doesn't sting very much why well because dude i i know me and i know what i'm out there doing you don't Mm -hmm. you don't know me so as soon as you realize that then it's number one don't take things personally yeah have you ever heard that yeah have you ever read the four agreements yes i have one of them is don't take things personally yeah See, I learned that a long time ago, and it yeah. works. Yeah. It's crazy. But you, you I, take things personally. Yes. I read it. Don't take things personally. But when things happen, I feel something. So it's hard. I mean, it's easy to read it, but it's hard to not feel what you feel. Yeah, well, again, dude, we're men, okay? Yeah. We, we, we don't need to worry about our feelings, okay? <laughs> Let the women do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you this question. When it comes to, like, you're in your employees as a, as an employer, you should care what they think about, you know, 
when, when you say care, see, you make it sound as if I'm walking around, I don't give a rat's what anybody <laughs> thinks. That's not how it is. Yeah. I do care what people think. I just said that earlier. Yeah. I do care what people think. But when what they think about me is negative, mm-hmm. I don't care. Why? Because I know that they don't know me. Because mm-hmm. if you knew me, you'd like me, number one. Yeah. Number two, if you truly knew me, and and you didn't like me i'd realize look i can't make everyone happy yeah i can't make everyone happy matter of fact i can't make anyone happy except me yeah that's the truth that's true that's so true. so if, if i can't make you happy why am i so concerned when you're not happy like dude, that's your business that's good so so again i walk around with the attitude like how can i help you if i can help you i can help you um and i'd love to help you why because i realize helping others is how you get the help you want the 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 way to get rich in this world is to solve problems for other people mm-hmm. and people always say how do i get rich solve problems man yeah people will pay you to solve their problems yeah if i could solve your problem right now you'd write me a check right now for sure i'd say what what problems you got and you start telling me all your problems i go i solve that one that one that one you go how much you'd start writing out checks if you believed that i could solve those problems for yeah. you so again, if you could solve a million problems for a dollar, you got a million dollars. What if you could do that every month? Now, some people are thinking, oh, dude, that's impossible. No, that's impossible because you think it's impossible. Yeah. That means you need to go start developing yourself. You need to start g- some self-growth. Yeah. Because if you want to increase your net worth, you have to increase your self-worth. Mm. Okay. I think I got it, man. This almost been like a therapy session for me, for me. Well, I wish I would have heard your podcast a couple times. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it now. It's not yeah. the one I'm on. <laughs> I never listen to the ones I'm on, but I will go listen to it. Especially yeah. if you're getting that many downloads. See, that must be a big podcast. Yeah, we do well, man. Good. We do well. When did you start it? I started 2018-ish, but I got consistent in 2020. And, and what's the basic gist of it? Um, I interview entrepreneurs. So part of it, I interview entrepreneurs. On Mondays, I release an episode where I'm interviewing someone that's been successful and I'm trying to figure out what what is it, not only about what they did, but about who they are that allows them to be successful. And then me and on Thursday, me and my co-host, Donnie, we just talk about entrepreneurship and uh, teaching that audience as well. So That's good. So two times a week? Yeah, but we release something every day. Two full episodes a week, but we release something every day. What do you mean we release something? So As a podcast? Yeah. So like Monday, Tuesday, we'll release a clip from something else. Wednesday, we'll release a clip from like a speaking engagement that I did. Friday, I do five-minute Fridays where it's just a five-minute snippet of something that I have to say. I just, no no longer than five minutes. And then, um, yeah, the rest of the days, we release something every day. Hmm. Well, you got me beat. Oh, yeah. I only do two a week. I mean, I release something on social media right. every day. But, I mean, I'm talking about podcasts. Oh, yeah, every day. Only because I believe <clears throat> that uh, my audience, they're going to listen to something every day, and I want it to be me. So well, again, I, I would agree with you. Like, I need to do more. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to go do more because of you. That's what's up. I'd love to help. I'm going to do more. Well, you already did. You told me you're doing more than me, and I'm like, <laughs> this guy if you're doing it every day i'm doing it every day (laughs) i want to know in terms of like your your business what's what's been the the 
biggest problem that you saw? Because you said you solve problems, people will pay you. <clears throat> what was the biggest problem that you had to solve that, that maybe turned a corner for your business? Well, the problem, I have several businesses. So when you say that, I'm like, what are you talking about? Run me down a few of them. Yeah, run me down a few of them that you're. Well, Lightspeed VT, which mm-hmm. is the virtual software that, you know, does eight figures a year and helps everybody in the world almost. Mm. I think when you're born, you should get a social security number and a Lightspeed password. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I've got RV dealerships mm-hmm. up in the Northwest. Really? We sell, yeah, RVs, obviously. You know what RVs are. Yeah. Um, I've got a merchant services company that basically processes payments for companies. Mm. I've got a solar because it's so red hot right now. If yeah. you're not, if you don't have a solar business right now, you're missing out on a gold rush. I've got mm. a financial services industry, uh, business called Real Financial. So um, what else? I've got um, leads company where I sell leads to people. Mm. I've got coaching and speaking, you know, sales training. Um, and then events, live events. I think I've got a few more, but I can't remember them right now. How do you do all this? Well, I find operating partners, you know, like I don't run them all, mm-hmm. you know, I own them all. And by, and by the way, like people have to understand you, you can be an entrepreneur out there and basically create yourself a freaking job. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you, for sure. you, you own your job is, you know, I own this business. No, you own, you own a job. Yeah. Okay. If you're not there, the thing crashes. That's not a business. If, if that's all you got to ask yourself, if you're not there, will your business go away? And if the answer is yes, you didn't build a business. Mm. Okay. You you need to build a business, but you didn't, you build a business when you don't have to be there and it continues to grow and it continues to make money. Mm -hmm. So I find what I call operating partners and, and the operating partner is just a partner that operates it. So they have a job, you know, they got to worry about it every day. I don't. I go in with vision and or, you know, concepts and then someone else executes. Hmm. I like to have fun. Do you, do you create like an equity partnership or you just give them a job? Hey, this is your job. Run this business. Well, it depends. I mean, usually there's equity involved Mm because no one's going to work like it's their business if it's not their business. Ah. So that's the strategy. You find someone you give them a business. It's y'all business together. You give them equity. They make yeah. money from it. And it's their job every, t- every day they wake up to grow this business. Yeah. And it's your job to make them believe in themselves. It's profound. It's profitable. <laughs> <laughs> like you could go start five businesses if you knew five capable people. Yeah. And like, you know, well, they're capable. They're just not you know, out there killing the world, but man, they got the right mindset. They got the right skill set. They got the right, they, they, you know, they have the right habits. Hmm. You know, you take them, you say, Hey, I'll tell you what, we're going to open up a ice cream shop and we're going to be like Ben and Jerry's Mm -hmm. and you're going to freaking make the best flavors on earth. And I'll, and I'll even come up with some kick-ass ideas, you know, let's make a deal. You do this, I'll take care of this. And, and, and you have to contribute as well. You know, I contribute the money. I contribute, you know, uh, attention. Mm-hmm. Like I started a financial services organization. I originally, because I wanted to show people how to make at least $300,000 a year. Right. Like if they're out there listening to this and they're not making 300 grand a year, I can help anyone make 300 to 500 grand a year. Really? Well, yeah, because number one, you got to sell something. 
Yeah. So I teach you sales, closing, persuasion, confidence, right? I get your self-worth up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And then I give you an avenue to make it. Financial services, you can make it. Um, solar, you can make it. Merchant services, you can make it. Like I, I show you avenues to make it to where the only people that can't do it are the ones that have chosen not to. Mm. So, so I started these companies because I needed vehicles for all the people coming to make three to 500 grand a year. Okay. Okay. So you see it from, let me train people to be good at sales. Let me train people to learn how to make money and then put them in one of my companies. Yeah. Cause they don't want to, they don't want to start their own. Dang, that's good. So I'm like, here, I'll start one. You work there. How'd <laughs> <laughs> huh? that be? That's incredible. Where are, you, where are you learning to think like this? Is, is there a, like a, did you have a, a I think it was because my dad and my mom, my stepmom, um, left me alone a lot. Really? Yeah, we were, we were, uh, we should be seen and not heard. You ever heard that? Yeah. Children should be seen and not heard. My parents never told me that though. Well, that was my family. So, so like my dad made sure we didn't die. But other than that, <laughs> we were on our own. <laughs> We were really? on our own. Yeah. And I, and so I, so I had to figure, figure out things a lot on my own as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get up in the morning, leave my house at, you know, however, whenever I got up morning and I wouldn't come home till dark. And when I walked in, dinner was ready. They, they, uh, How are you doing? Eat your dinner, clean up your room, go to bed. No one would ask where really? I was, what I did. So I, as a, as a, youngster i had to figure stuff out a lot mm. so i spent a lot of time thinking and 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 testing and you know and quite frankly again i mean like you know i'm i'm very observant and i think uh over over time you start to you start to realize some shit mm. you know like again the, the the people's opinion of me you know the other day i said something about um like because there's a lot of religious people in the world mm. And I said, you know, Jesus wasn't his name. Did you know that? Jesus wasn't his name. Yeah, his name wasn't Jesus. So if, you, if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus, because there's, you know, lots of people that believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that wasn't his name. Okay. So I, like, that wasn't his name. That's all I said. <laughs> okay. And it's the truth. It wasn't okay. his name. Mm-hmm. And people can look it up and, 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 you know, they want to argue, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not his name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just like, just like if I said, Hey, listen, if you go into a hotel in town, you walk in there and say, Brad sent you, mm-hmm. they'll give you a comp anything. And you go down there and you finally walk into a, a casino and you say, Hey, Billy told me to come down here and they didn't give you anything. What would you think of me? Uh, uh, but I, I use it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you, you were told my name was Billy, yeah. even though it wasn't. Yeah. So where am I going with this? Well, all I said was the truth. And then a whole bunch of people wanted to get mad at it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I not upset that you're upset? Well, because number one, I can't make everyone happy, especially you. Like I can't make you happy. Yeah. And number two, I'm just telling you the truth, bro. You got to do with what you want with it. His name wasn't Jesus, period. So you can look that up and find out for yourself. And then guess what you'd be doing? You'd be seeking, wouldn't you? 
mm-hmm. which is what the scripture tells you to do. Right. Seek and ye shall find. But when you start to hunt back and look back and you look back and you go, re- you realize that wasn't his name. Mm-hmm. And now you know his name. And then if you look at the scripture, it says, my children will know my name. Yeah. So I was helping you at the end of the day, aren't I? <laughs> right. Yes. I'm making you yes. seek. I'm, I'm, I'm leading you right, right, right. to God <laughs> in my own way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. you watch, you're going to get people calling in and, and, and commenting about this. And, and you'll, you'll, it'll pop in your head what I was saying. Now, why are those people so upset that I'm saying that Jesus wasn't his name? Because of their beliefs. Yeah. So if you really break it down, the, the reason you have what you have and you are where you are is because you believe what you believe. Yeah. Whether it's true or not true, you yeah. believe what you believe. And until you change those beliefs, you will not change your behavior and, and you will not change your results. So if you want to change what you're getting, you got to change what you're doing. If you want to change what you're doing, you got to change what you believe. And the only way to change what you believe is to get new information. I don't even think we can close it out any better than that. That was, that's how you close it out. That's how you close out a podcast, Brad. Um, <laughs> is there anything we didn't touch on, touch on anything we didn't talk about is there anything I forgot to ask you I don't think so I think we said too much <laughs> well I, I I really appreciate the time man um, and uh, I am striving every day to be better and this conversation has really helped me become better good yeah I've, I've learned um, being able to see somebody who doesn't deal with the things that you deal with um, is inspirational and motivational and again, yeah. I'm not like a sad person. I've you know done some cool things in my life, but um, I always want to get better. So well, do you, do, it ain't over. Yeah, yeah. Give me. Get, I, th- this is my last question, and I ask all my guests this: um, What do you see yourself accomplishing in five years? And the only reason I'm asking you that is because I want to be able to watch this interview five years from today and say, "Yo, Brad said he was going to do that five years ago, and look, it happened." Yeah, it's funny because you know I have friends that will come around and say, I remember when you said you were going to do that and now you're doing that. And I remember when they said you were going to have that and now you have that. So I like when that happens because (laughs) I've done it a million times. Um, I would say in five years, I will more than likely be known way more than I'm currently known. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people think, you know, oh, you're famous. I'm not famous at all. Um, I'm known. Okay, I, yeah. but I think I will be, shall I say, famous. Like BC list? Like, like in other words, you ask somebody, you know, Bradley, they'll be like, yeah, obviously. That's a cool name. First off, it's, it can't be your name. That is. That's your real name. Dude, trust me, my name is Bradley Mitchell Lee, and, and I had to grow up whenever when he said, you know, Bradley Lee. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's Brad Lee. You got to take a break in between. Brad Lee. Yeah, Mitchell. Brad Lee. It's two names. They were going to call me Brock, but then I would have been Broccoli. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they went with Brad right. Lee. So that is my name. How do we get to celebrity status? To LEA, by the way. Yes. You get to celebrity status, fortunately, because of social media. Mm-hmm. This right now is a freaking. TV station. Yeah. It's a radio station. It's a freaking movie company. 
it's everything. So if, so if I were you, I would make sure that I hit every one of the, I say the major six is TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram Mm -hmm. every day, put something out on one of those channels, which are stations, let's call them. Yeah. And the, and, and, and just continue to do that over and over and over. I've been doing it for four or five years. I've got, you know, two or I'd say 2.4 million on TikTok. I've got, you know, almost oh, wow. a million on Instagram. I've got <coughs> collectively, let's say 4 million followers mm-hmm. um, in five years. That'll oh, be, wow. that'll be 10 times that yeah. or 40 million. Yeah, you're gonna kill it, man. Look, anything else in these five years other than celebrity status? No, I mean, again, I'm just gonna help people make money, get out of the rat race. I say you got to make three to five hundred grand to get out of the rat race. If you're not making that, come see me. Go to Bradley.com. I'll help you. L E A. And really, if you guys like, what's he gonna try and sell me? I ain't gonna try to sell you anything. I'm gonna try to sell you on yourself. Number one. Number two, I'm gonna uh, get you to understand that you got to sell something if you want to be successful. Yeah. Because, dude, I mean. Everybody I know successful is selling something. Yeah. You're selling something. Absolutely. Anyone that's successful, you know, that isn't selling anything. No, no. Which means you got to sell something. Yeah. So when someone says, well, I am selling something, I'm just not very good at it. Aha. (laughs) Aha. I can help you with that. Are you going to sell this company? Yes. That's that's what I was gonna say. Instead of the what I, what the other mm. thing I said is this will the, all my assets company wise will be liquidated. Really? Yeah. What are you gonna do with just a pile of money? Well, number one, invest it. Yeah. And number two, uh, pay it forward. You know, maybe you're gonna need some in five years. Maybe mm. I can help you. You know, get to the next level because of my money. I just always wish I would have gotten money in my life. Mm. You know, when people say, you know, well, his daddy's rich. Dude, I wish my dad was rich. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You got to work for it. I always ask people, I say, would you rather get $100 million handed to you or earn $20 million? <laughs> And they'll say, I'd rather earn it. And no, I always I look ain't. at them like, are you stupid or something? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just want to get $100 million in, in your hand? <laughs> well, if I didn't earn it, then I wouldn't know how to make it. And if I lost it, then I wouldn't know how to make it. It's like they all, they, they all think these negative things. And mm-hmm. I realize I could, I could learn losing 20 million and still have 80 left. Yeah. <laughs> I love this perspective. Bradley, man, thank you so much, my brother. Uh, I guess everybody can contact you on bradlee.com, B-R-A-D-L-E-A.com. Yep. Or Brad- just Google me. Or just Google Bradley. Go watch some. Listen, go follow him on Instagram, okay? You got to watch his clips. Um, very unique perspective on business. And um, I really admire your work. And well, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to continue to watch the journey, man, because I know your business is going to be sold in five years and you'll be a celebrity. So it'd be hard to get an interview. But hey, when you become a celebrity, just promise me I can get like another interview. 100%. I'm going to replay this clip. You can guarantee. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Like, subscribe, man, and do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something, but you have to come back to your community and teach somebody else how to do it. It's the only way our community grows. All right, we're out of here. Peace. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.